0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today, as we're bringing you part two of a great two part interview with a good friend of our ministry, Barbie Engel founder of the international pain foundation now folks she formed this foundation out of a necessity because her body was ravaged with pain that the doctors could not diagnose and after numerous and years and years of tests she's in a wheelchair and they said there's no hope she decided she'd had enough And she became the chief of staff of her own medical team and started telling them what was going to take place. And praise God, she's thriving now. You know, she still had some issues, and she's going into that in this interview. But she founded this foundation to help people just like you, just like me. And she has blessed me with this information that delivered me from a lot of pain that I was going through. We're still dealing with issues, yes, But folks, the information you'll glean from this interview and from the International Pain Foundation and Barbie Engel is priceless. Amen. So if you missed any of the preceding episode, go back and catch up because we don't have time to cover all the stuff we did already. But pay attention, get old note, pen, paper, take some notes, and let's jump back into the interview now with Barbie Engel. Amen. And your foundation helps people from all over the world. find support services and resources to help in their conditions. Can you go over a few of the most popular services that your organization provides? Uh,
2: Our, our, um, international pain foundation does a lot of connecting patients to the proper doctor for, for them. As you said, um, when, when you don't have an exact diagnosis, it's called idiopathic. Uh, so you have idiopathic neuropathy. Um, And that just means that the doctors haven't figured it out yet. It doesn't mean that they're an idiot, Uh, (laughs) but they haven't figured out what exactly it is yet. So we help find those resources and connect the patients. Um, The peer-to-peer mentoring is very helpful and educating you to help you become your own best advocate to how to find the resources, how to read your medical bills and your uh, billing statements from your insurance and, um, And being your best advocate, going through the steps with a patient to help them see that they have the control and the power and the rights to get the care that they need. And it's just a matter of of working within the system and navigating the system, which is often the hardest part. It could be a minefield if you don't know what you're doing, and then you just give up. Don't give up because there's great reason for hope. There is help. All you have to do is reach out and seek it. And we Amen. help you do that.
1: Amen. This next topic is a, is a big one. What about managing painkillers? You know, I know the laws and medical practice concerning prescribing painkillers have changed since the last time we talked. But is this still a major issue?
2: It's still a major issue. And uh, a lot of people were cut off cold turkey from their pain medications and uh, turned to the streets, which street medication mm-hmm. is not uh licensed it's it's they make it look exactly like a pill that's you could pick up from your pharmacy they have the same markings and that type of thing um, here in Arizona fentanyl is 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 one of those medications yeah. that uh, can easily be um, abused and in Arizona our Border Patrol said they find fentanyl which is actually car fentanyl it's about 600 800 times more potent than the pill that you would actually pick up from your pharmacy which is strong it's the strongest opiate out there and they're making it so much stronger but they're stamping it to look identical so that patients who got cut off from provider medications are now turning to street medications and they're not getting the same medication yet they think they are and it's causing even more deaths to overdoses and that type of thing as well as patients that that have been committing suicide cuz they're not getting Uh, proper care. Doctors are afraid to prescribe what's right for the patient and it shouldn't always be an opiate. I'm not saying, I'm saying find out what's right for you. There's, there's a new test that um, I learned about a few years ago. It, by the time I finally got the test, it changed my whole treatment uh, protocol, um, even with non-opioid medications to Um, help me get individualized medication, individualized medication and treatment, which is called precision medicine. And there's a test called pharmacogenomics testing for short, really easy to remember P G X that test can tell you how you individually will react to any FDA approved medication and what's right for you. And um, that. Will change the history or the yeah, the his well, it can't change the history, but it can change our future yeah. of what is prescribed, how it's prescribed, how we're treated as patients, the care that we receive. If when I go into the um ER and I bring my pharmacogenomics testing with me, it helps give those doctors who do not know me a starting point as to what medications to give me. I don't want opiates, opiates don't work well for me. I have this testing that that shows that. This is the way to go for me. And the doctors in the ER are better able to care for me in that emergency situation with my health challenges in consideration, as well as with this genetic testing that tells them this is the, the medication that will help. This one will not help or make things worse. And they can see that before they ever try it on me or practice on me. Um, it, it's also helped my, um, Primary care provider, and my, my team of medical doctors treat me in a much better manner um, and more effectively than? Hey, try this medication, see if it works for you. Right. You know, right. uh, that's yeah. the thing is, if you try medication and you have the addiction gene, you're you're going to have some challenges that 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 brings on. What if you knew that before you even had to go through that challenge?
1: Yeah, amen. You know, we talked before the recording and, and, you know, after we spoke last time in 2018 and the Johns Hopkins doctor told me, you know, nothing else we can do. Well, I did some serious praying. And as you know, you know, we talked since then, I was on four major pain medications. Three of them were at the maximum dose allowed by the FDA. If they gave me one milligram more, it would have been considered experimental and not covered by insurance. You know, and I was told to take one pill every six hours, never to combine them, never to take more, or I may not wake up, right? Every six hours. After I took one, you know, for that time of day, about 20 minutes later, I had to go take a nap because I was just going to sleep. Yep. And I finally got, as the saying goes, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, and now the disclaimer here, folks, Barbara and I talked about this before. Do not do what I'm going to say right now. Okay. Or I did,
2: do it. I did do the this. same
1: thing I and I do not recommend, do <laughs> <Exactly>. not recommend. <laughs> yeah, it is not pleasant. I'm telling you this, Ralph, it's dangerous. Uh, I did this. It's not the way to do it. Barbie did it. It's not the way to do it. See your doctor before you even think about what I'm about to say. But Barbie, I stopped taking all four medications at one time. I just said enough is enough. And I went cold turkey and I did not sleep. More than probably 10 minutes a day for three days. I mean, my wife had to wash the sheets every day, the sheets and blankets, because I had sweat through them every night. The pain was just absolutely unbearable. I thought I was going to die. I really did. But at that point, I didn't even care, you know, and this I'll never forget. it. It was a it was on Thursday, October 18th, 2018. And, you know, I just I had a doctor appointment scheduled the following, I think, Tuesday, and so I said, okay, I'm just going to do this. And then I'll go in and see the doctor, you know, and my primary doctor, he's a great guy and great personality jokes with the patients all the time and stuff. But this day he walked in, I must've been a sight to see because the first words I was was what the hell happened to you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> and I told him I quit taking those medicines. He goes, which one? I said, all of them. He goes, you can't do that. <laughs> he said, you could die yeah, if I do that. When did you dangerous. stop? I said, today's day five. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, oh, man. I, as I'm talking about, I'm reliving it. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, it, it, it's it, was, hard.
2: it was bad. It
1: was brilliant.
2: especially the first two weeks for me were yeah. extremely yeah. difficult. Yep. But even for months, I, I would think I'm going to die Yep. And my husband's going to come home and find me dead. And this is from not taking medicine from, yeah. from having yeah. such a high pain level, just having a high pain level can yeah. put you into cardiac arrest. Yep. Then you, then you put that medication, um, withdraw onto it and it doesn't mean you were addicted. It just means that your body was used to this. It was maintaining yep. you at a level. Now you're feeling the full force and brunt of the pain yep. as well as the physical, reactions of become of getting off these medications and it is something that should be monitored and dealt with but i did the same thing my doctor said i will i believe this treatment will get you walking again and if you have any opiates in your system you cannot do the treatment the bed could could open up tomorrow or it could open up in a year or two years i don't know when the bed's going to open up but you need to be ready when the phone call comes or we move on to the next patient And I stopped cold turkey that day and I was only on two, but Mm -hmm. I stopped cold turkey that day so that when my bed was ready, I would be ready just for the chance that this other treatment would work and praise God it worked and it it helped me, but I literally didn't know. I put all my hope and faith and prayers, a lot of praying, a lot of time with God. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it, it really, that's, it, it got me through. Prayer got me through the hardest of those times, Man. but I did it with, I didn't even tell that provider I was going to stop. Mm-hmm. I just, I just said to myself, <laughs> I am going to stop these medications because yeah. I'm not going to miss my chance. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was an extremely, very hard nine months. Yeah. <laughs> um, thinking I could die anytime, yeah. but uh, especially the first two weeks, yeah. but I made it through and, um, looking back, I wasn't in, I wasn't in the right mind thinking I could do it on my own. I should have had help from a medical professional. Um, but we did it, we did it on our own. So,
1: yeah, um, Yeah, he wanted to give me some medicine to help with the withdrawals and stuff. I said, it's day five. I'm getting better. I'm not taking yeah. anything else, you know? And, right. Yeah. That, and that just stopped you 10 on 10 days 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 was, another
2: medication. Was, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And it, it took about That's 10 days, felt. about 10 days before. Hey. I'm not hurting as bad today. You
2: know? Yeah, it's, I'm okay.
1: Yeah, Amen. It's like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, and then I slept for like 16 hours, <laughs> but I you know, was because your body was just exhausted from fighting it. You know? Yeah. Oh man, I'll never forget that. You know, yeah. And this is the type of situation where your foundation could provide the resources and the, the to help. Absolutely. Someone in a similar situation to what you and I went through, because I was reading the articles and stuff from your website while going through this ordeal. You know, yeah. and you know, take it one day at a time, and all that. And yeah. uh, and you outlined all this in from wheels to heels in your book. You
0: know, I did.
1: Remember, I, I read that book before we did our first uh, first interview. But uh, so yeah, oh praise God, and I'll never go through that again. Yeah. not ever. Matter of fact, you know, another update. You know, being the chief medical officer of my own body, you know, in October 2020, as we talked before, I had my knee replacement surgery, finally, on the knee that was injured back in the accident in 2007. And in prep for the surgery, I made it abundantly clear to the doctor I wasn't going to be taking pain pills, you know, and he kept telling me, oh, yeah, you're going to need them. You're going to need them, you know, because we're basically amputating your knee and putting the metal piece in, putting it all back together like a puzzle. You're going to need it. You're, You're going to I'm not taking it. You know, well, after the surgery, they put that liquid stuff in my IV. So I had that in me, but yeah. I refused to take the pills mm-hmm. when they brought them in. Don't nope. just give me Tylenol. I'm not taking it. And as I was preparing to be discharged, he came, He actually came in to do the dish. He says, I'm providing you oxycodone. I'm not taking it. He goes, just take it with you. Take it home. If the pain gets unbearable, it's right there. and You got to take it. I said, okay. Yep. I said, you can save the insurance money though, you know, because I'm not going to take it. He said, no, just take it home just in case. So he gave me a, full, a bottle full. And I never took one pill. I was taking Tylenol, you know, and the, the pain, oh, he was right. The pain was bad, but I just now it's a matter of I told him I'm not going to take it and I'm not going to You know, just matter of digging my heels in and, and saying no, you know, and I never took one pill. And about the fifth day, I noticed the pain wasn't as bad you know, and, uh, and it was a little bit more tolerable. And I went back, I can't remember, it was a seven day follow-up, two week follow, whatever it was. And the, I seen the physician's assistant, he said, do you need a refill on the pain medicine? I said, nope. I handed him back the bottle. I said, I never took a pill. He goes, you never took one, not one, you know, he goes, wow, you're, you're like the first one in 10 years that I've seen, never even took one pain pill, (laughs) but I wasn't going to put that stuff back in my system, you know, because when I got off it. The pain level I was experiencing in my legs and and down back and all that, the pain level was about the same as when I was taking all the medications. Right. You know, it, it's, I, I'm never taking that stuff again. Period. I,
2: f- I found the same thing. The the pain was the same, whether I took the the pain medication or not. It I just didn't care as much. But not right. just care about the pain as much. Didn't care about much of anything as much, (laughs) you know, it just dims. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, it, it really, again, it's a, it's a personal decision and choice. Um, if that's your choice to, to get off of pain medications, make sure you do it in a, in a responsible way. Cause like you said, it, it is dangerous for, for doing it the way pastor Bob and I did it but it is also possible to do it that way. It is just a lot harder. And, um, but I was the same. I, I didn't want to take the medicines. I broke my foot and, um, the doctors, the foot doctors like here's medication. I'm like, I'm not taking it. And they're like, your father just passed away. You're getting ready to get on a plane. You have a pain condition on top of your broken foot. You're not going to make it. I'm like, you can order it. I'll take it just in case. I'll take the bottle with me, but I get, I didn't take well, not one of the pills. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just is not for me. And I have other treatments that if you do take a pain medication, the other treatments don't work as well. And I'm not going to waste my time, effort, energy, and, and money on these other treatments that help me. And don't just make the pain stay the same. And I forget about it, but it actually helps my pain. I'm not going to, waste money on that just to take it away by taking a uh, opioid.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's amazing, Barbie, what, what you can do when you just make up your mind, your own mind, put your foot down and tell a doctor, this is the way it's going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they have to follow suit. I mean, you can, you know, otherwise they're going to lose your business and uh, a lot of practice, a lot of doctors, they don't care. I was going to
2: say, they don't have to follow what you want to do, but you can always find another provider. So yeah, so they they will lose your business and uh, it's okay to fire a doctor. Doctors Mm -hmm. are practicing. They don't always get it right. Same thing. You're practicing, but you're practicing on yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with the decisions you make. If you let somebody else guilt you into, well, this is societal norm, or this is what everybody in pain does. That's not the way that you should be facing your health care, your personal health care. You need to do what's right for you and you have to live with you. So make the choices that are best for you.
1: Amen. Amen. And again, let's put that disclaimer here. You know, what Barbie and I did, don't do it unless you talk to your doctor. You know, we we did it because we just decided that was our personal decision. But, you know, disclaimer, don't copy what we said talk to your doctor first. We're (laughs)
2: just giving you ideas of things to let you know that there's choices and options out there. These are one of the choices and options. There's many different ones. There's many choices.
1: Amen. And and back on the International Pain Foundation, I know you used to hold annual events, but with COVID and everything, that kind of went virtual. Uh, How how are are things looking now that everything seems to be opening back up?
2: Things seem... To be opening back up. Um, we still work with so many patients that have compromised immune systems. Um, 2022, we won't be doing an in-person event, but we're hoping for 2023 that we will be able to get back to in-person events. And um, and you know, as you said, we we've done the virtual conference. Um, even though it was it was virtual, we still had very good attendance, and some of our board members even feel like hey, we had better attendance online because people didn't have to worry about their immune system. So they really like the option. So if we do go back to in-person, we might still have a virtual option um, with with what we do. But I know in 2022, we won't be in-person yet, but we are attending a few other Mm -hmm. events that are in-person that other groups and organizations are hosting um, just to test out the waters and see how that goes before we jump back in and and expose the uh, network that we work with um, to, to not just COVID, but anything that's out there that, that may be causing them harm um, while the medical system is under a lot of pressure and has a lot more patients than they normally do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I know I was supposed to speak at your event in 2019, but I was having some medical something or other being done and couldn't make it. Then 2020, Like I said, COVID hit and all that. How's your husband doing, by the way? I forgot to ask you about him.
2: He is doing very well. Um, He's gone through COVID twice and he also had a fall in uh, 2021. And um, that set him back a little bit and he still has a few back issues, but he is working hard to overcome them and uh, doing uh, chiropractics and physical therapy and uh we're we're both working on nutrition and um doing as as best we can to stay strong together so um having lost his father was an emotional stress and toll um one of the things that we we thank God for we've been sharing God with his father for many years and inviting him to church and and um he he would always say you know God would never forgive me I went to war and and I had to kill people in war and we would say, God is a forgiving God. And, and this was a unusual circumstance that you went through in Vietnam. And, and, um, and the last time he checked into the hospital, he actually checked himself in, um, as religious and as a believer. And, um, he ended up passing away a few days later, but, um, to, to have him go in and, and, and actually claim Jesus and and make that change right in those last days um, was a blessing to us to to amen. know that uh he he did accept Jesus and he did believe in in the Holy Spirit and Praise and you. um it, it was a comfort to us in amen. this world.
1: Amen. Amen. And and yes, folks, Barbie's husband's name is Ken. So we'll talk about Ken and Barbie. Okay. But, yes. uh, amen. <laughs> you know, I forgot to mention one of the side benefits when I got off all those painkillers. Yeah. I've lost almost 70 pounds Woohoo! since I stopped taking those pain meds. I mean, That's so amazing. there's an added benefit that increases the health and and all the immune system stuff as well. Yes. So praise the Lord. Amen. Absolutely. Barbara, if something we said today sparked a word of enlightenment to one of our listeners and they had an aha moment saying, wow, that's just like me. How can they get in touch with the national pain foundation or international pain foundation?
2: The international pain foundation's website is probably the fastest, uh, internationalpain.org, And, um, right at the bottom of every page, there's a connect with us form and you just fill that out and send it in. And one of us will get back to you as soon as we can with, uh, help or resource, uh, answers, um, or or additional questions if if we need more information. And so that's the fastest way. They can also call us at 480-882-1342. 480-882-1342. Okay.
1: And it, your books, okay, uh, they're on Amazon. Yes. Uh, you've got more than that one we talked about, uh, From Wheels to Heels. That details your story, basically. <laughs> uh, you got other books you've written too, right?
2: Yes, I do. We have a children's book called Aunt Barbie's Invisible in the Sowie, The Pain Code, The Pain Code Journal, uh, Real Love, um, The Wisdom of Ingle, which is five generations of life stories that uh, teach life lessons through stories that happened in in, in real life <laughs> to uh, my family and, and um, going five generations of people. Um, goodness. um uh, RST and me, remission possible in my experience of wow. going through remission. Um, uh, I'm possible, which I'm a co-author on that one, and that had had about fifty different authors, and and we all wrote positive stories about turning impossible into I'm possible, mm-hmm. and what that means for us. Um, and I think that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: where that's can they get amazing. these books? Where can they get you these can,
2: books? You can get them. All online at Amazon, or you can go to any bookstore and ask for the title. And if they don't have it in their store, they can order it to their store.
1: Okay. And don't you have a personal website as well?
2: I do. Barbieingle.com, Barbie with a Y, Ingle with an I. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and you can go to Barbieingle.com and, and find out more information about me, connect with me on my um, contact us page and, Uh, We're also on social media, both personally, as well as International Pain Foundation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and and LinkedIn.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: So if someone wanted to get in touch
1: with you to maybe do an interview like this, they should go to barbieingle.com and and reach out there or through the International Pain Foundation as well. Yeah.
2: Either way. I, I try to be as accessible as possible. And a lot of patients will call. And if I happen to answer the phone, they're like, oh my gosh, I got the president. (laughs) When I call this number? Yes. Uh, different people answer the phone. Sometimes you will get me directly. And if you don't, and you really want to speak to me, just ask to speak to me.
1: Amen. Amen. (laughs) Folks. Pain is real. Pain is well, painful. Uh, some people do well bearing with pain. Some pain is the result of an injury and can be fixed, but there are times mm-hmm. when pain is present and nobody knows why. We're talking about physical pain here, but that physical pain can definitely become psychological pain very quickly, and you can't deal with this yourself. The International Pain Federation or Foundation is here to help you. They will provide you with the resources to learn more about your conditions. They'll provide you with the resources to get help. They'll provide you with the resources to try and find someone you can talk with. They're here for you. Barbie Engel founded this great organization because these resources were not in one centralized location when she needed them the most. They've helped me. They've helped thousands of others just like you. They're out there, but they can help you but you have to reach out to them. Amen. Just go down the show notes, click the links right there, get in touch with the International Pain Foundation right now today. If you have no issues going on, as we talked about today, consider sending along a note of encouragement, maybe include a donation to help them to continue to offer the great resources they do. Every little bit helps. Just drop down to the show notes right now, get in touch with them today. Barbie. Thank you so much for coming back on the program and catching us all up. And I do appreciate your time so much. And it's so good to see you again.
2: Thank you, Pastor Bob. So awesome to be back. And I really appreciate all that you are doing. And I hope that people do the same to support your ministry and to help you continue putting out the good word of the Lord and give you five stars, a donation, words of encouragement, so that you can continue to do the great works you're doing as well. Thank you Amen. for all you do.
1: Amen. I appreciate that. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Barbie Engel, by Pastor Bob Wine, and you be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.
1: So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, or